Hi, you're listening to Mystically Inclined with Fiona and Mo. A podcast featuring conversations that explore what it means to live in alignment. From the practical to the mystical, we're here to challenge our beliefs, learn from each other, and grow together. And have fun. And have fun. Okay, on today's show, we have Asime. This is Fiona's cousin, and she was so sweet to come on and share her journey of energy healing for herself as well as her clients, Um, and she is also a manifester, so it was kind of interesting to hear how she kind of functions in the world and what that has looked like for her. Yeah, for sure. It was so fun talking to her. Um, She tells us a lot about the system that she uses and utilizes for her own well-being. um, And that is the Eden energy or the Eden method, I should say. Um, And it's, it utilizes nine ancient energetic systems. um, And then it just kind of wraps it up into one effective modality. So we talk a lot about them, like the aura, the meridians, the Celtic weave chakras, like just to name a few. So you'll hear kind of that talk throughout the chat and that kind of all wraps up into the system that she uses. Um, We hope you enjoy. Asime. Okay, there we are. Hello. (laughs) Hi. I'm Maureen. Hi, I'm Asime. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, we're so excited. I'm not practicing as much. I'm a pro. I'm taking a different approach with like my energy work, but I'm really here to just kind of like, I don't know the right word, not like vouch for mm. it, but like speak up for it because I really do believe in the work. I still get sessions done on myself. And from everything that I've been like learning so far, I just think it's, it's a vocabulary like what do people feel comfortable how do people feel comfortable hearing about their health like what modality do they feel comfortable hearing it in some people feel comfortable hearing it through like traditional Chinese medicine they want to hear that it's like their kidney something's going on with their kidneys or their bladder some people want to hear in cognitive behavioral therapy they want to hear like a more scientific language some people want to hear that their throat chakra is off so that's what I've like learned from being in everything that I've been in so far. Well, start there. Let's start with hearing about like your journey into learning about the ener- different energy modalities and like mm-hmm. just kind of A to B. How did you get there? Okay. So I had always been into like astrology low key from like middle school. Mm-hmm. But I would just read like the daily online or like in the newspaper, the weekly Sunday paper and the arts and culture section. Um, and then from there, I went into high school and I got my first like palm reading. So I was always kind of like into this stuff, but never like fully immense myself into it. And then when I, I don't remember what year it was, it was around like 2019 or 2020. I had gotten a Reiki session done. A friend of mine, her mom invited me to like a holistic fair. I heard about chakras a little bit through yoga and through that. And then in 2019, my sister gave me a book, The Five Elements. And in the back, it was like, find a practitioner near you. And I was like, you know, I'm curious. I'm really curious. So I was like, why not? I have some time. Might as well check it out. And during the session, she told me about my aura. And that kind of like blew my mind. Um, and the whole muscle testing, like, was, I found really intriguing. Um, and she was like, have you ever considered doing this? And I never had before um and from then I like found a class and I just from the first class that I took I was like yeah these are like my people I like this I like doing this and when I first started I thought I wanted to go into more professionally but I do have ADHD and I get overwhelmed so with that and my other school stuff I I decided to now take like a different approach I'm going a lot like slower and I'm approaching more from like a hobby but yeah I definitely believe in this stuff And that's how I kind of found my way into energy work. What did you learn about your aura that clicked with you? Um, I learned what it meant, like overall, how it's supposed to function and how mine was um, not detached, but I learned that I had a week and a week of a week aura. And so that kind of freaked me out. I was like, well, does that mean it's like forever? And it's like, she's like, no, you can work on it. 
and you can like heal it um, and basically you create habits. It's basically like habits in life. You create habits energetically as well. Um, and so some before something exists physically in your life, before it can manifest something physically, you're going to manifest it energetically. So I thought that was really cool um, that I could work on it and heal it and like fix it. Yeah, that is cool. I love that. What kind of things have you done to strengthen your aura now? What's really cool about this modality is there's like a fix for everything. So if something's off, you get like homework after a session. Um, I call it love work because no one really likes to do homework. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's called the uh, uh, the Celtic Weave. So the Celtic Weave corrects the aura. So I started doing that. And then in class, we started learning how like, it's basically just like a check-in. It's like a, I don't want to call it like a doctor's visit because it's not like a doctor's visit, but you go in and you like check everything uh, based off our system and you see what's on, what's correcting, what's not correcting. Um, and then you apply the holds and then you get something afterwards if you need it um, based off what whatever was off during the session. So I started doing that. At that time I needed to heal my aura and I did that. And right now I'm working on my cross crawl. So I recently had a session and my left side is not talking to my right side. It's not crossing. So that's mm. what I'm currently working on right now. Okay. How did that present? Like, how did they, did you notice that before they kind of diagnosed it? I noticed that I wasn't grounded and I saw it coming through in like my day to day. I didn't feel like as grounded. And I'm like, what is off with me? And immediately I was like, I need a session. Um, so yeah. And whatever I thought was kind of going on with me was what she told me was going on with me. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I wonder, I was like breaking out a lot on my left side of my face. And my sister said it was something about that. Like I wasn't tapping into my left side enough. And so I was trying to express and like the only way it could was through like freaking acne. I was like, what the heck? (laughs) So what did you do to, um, I, I think a lot of it was just kind of like resetting my nervous system. And then by doing that, I was able to kind of tap in more because, you know, left represents the more, I think the feminine energy. So like, I wasn't able to like receive it all because I was just so stressed all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And my nervous system was so out of whack. I I found that I was like craving stressful situations or like creating stressful situations. Mm -hmm. So kind of um, resetting that helped. And like my face has cleared up since. That's cool. How how did you, what did you do to that? Um, Well, sleeping more. I was not sleeping enough. I started doing some cold showers, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of journaling and meditation and just, um, a lot of deep breathing, like my daughter, like, and I also was doing a lot of just connecting with my daughter. You know, she's still young and cuddly. So in any time she'd go into hug, I would like, everything goes down and I'm just like in the hug and like taking deep breaths with her. Like sometimes we can't regulate ourselves, but like having someone else to help us regulate, like it was beneficial for her and for me. Um, so really just that, like taking time outside, exercising, getting back into my body. And I'm not talking like, cause now as I'm saying all these things, it sounds like I would spend three hours doing this every day, but it was like one of these things per day, right? Just like a little five minutes here, five minutes there of like, oh gosh, I'm feeling like overwhelmed and too stimulated in my brain. Like how can I just do a quick back into my body? So first and foremost came the breath work and then um, kind of anything else that was available to me in the moment. And I quit my job. That was a big one. Okay. <laughs> you went, uh, okay. So quitting the job, do you feel like that was more like human design? Do you feel like you were not in alignment with yourself? For sure. For sure. I was definitely, it wasn't lighting me up anymore or making me excited. It definitely started off that way, but then my just energy ran out for that. Mm-hmm. But like financially, I couldn't make that move until like a certain point in time. You know, I had told my mm-hmm. husband like, I'll give you until October to kind of get us prepared financially and then I'll be quitting. So like I had an end in sight. It wasn't like I walked into work and decided to quit my job. Like we had been planning this for probably like five or six months, you know? Okay. Um, but yeah, ease your way into it. Okay. I had to. Yeah. Only that wasn't my first choice, but I know it's the responsible thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I would have quit back in like yeah. May. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good that you went about it in like, even in like a group, what was best for everyone, including right. yourself. So yeah, yeah. 
which doesn't always feel like natural. Like I wonder, that was one question I had for you too, because you are a manifester mm -hmm. and just our culture and our upbringing, like being that we're Albanian, it is a patriarchal society. The reason I bring that up is I have a son who's a manifester and I feel like he has a lot of leniency to kind of quote unquote, do what he wants, like follow his urges. And I'm like, I wonder if this would be different if he was a girl, like would would we be trying to suppress that a little bit more in the eyes of like keeping them safe or like anything like that? How is, how do you feel about that with like your upbringing? I definitely feel that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I heard no a lot and it would drive me crazy. Cause I'm like, well, why at least tell me why? Like, right. Like I need to know why uh, I always needed, I wanted to know why, but you know, being, Albania, you're like, well, that's just how it is. You know, no means no. I do feel that I was, I don't know the word. I'm not stunted, but like repressed. Mm, Definitely mm. repressed because there's always things I wanted to do. It was like, no, 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 no. And that would drive me insane. That would drive me insane. Yeah. I'm like, well, you're just telling me no for no reason. Like that doesn't even make any sense. Um, so I definitely think there's a lot of that still present. But now that I'm like older, I think I can communicate more. And they, they have no idea what I'm talking about. They're just like, okay, I and then I'm like, no, really, it's a thing. <laughs> it's really it's a thing. Um so I definitely always had urges. But I, I found that I still followed my urges, but it was more through like baking or like the little things that I wanted to do. So I still found ways to follow my urges. Um mm, that's good. But I think for them it maybe looked like erratic or that I was just on my all next thing place. yeah or yeah. all over the place so yeah. yeah that that's it's still not easy to deal with um so yeah mm -hmm. I know it's so interesting um when you find out about these things and you're like oh my gosh this explains my whole life <laughs> yes yeah so I listened funny. to the first the first video um my friend sent me a podcast and I, f I forgot what her name is, but she sent me a podcast and the girl was in the human design. And I listened to like the first manifestor video and it was like manifestor, just know from a young age, you just, ha you just have to like, let them be like little independent people. And I'm like, and it makes sense. I was like, this makes so much sense. So <laughs> I the way I am. <laughs> yeah. My son is very much like that. Even now at 13, and like, I didn't know about this when he was like a baby. I probably found it when he was seven or eight, mm -hmm. right? He's 13 now. But he was always just kind of like that. Like we just knew that Dean was going to do whatever Dean wanted to do. And we were just like, hey, bud, you just got to let us know so that, you know, you don't die. Because yeah. he'd do like crazy shit. Like he was so wide. He liked to climb or like you know, yeah. rearranging these big pieces of furniture. And I'm like, you can't just push a dresser without knowing what you're doing. Like, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> I think I think that's one thing manifestors do need sometimes is a little bit of like, we do need a little bit of structure though, because then we yeah. will, I, I know I personally will be all over the place. So a little bit of structure or like another person being like, hey, think it through or like, <laughs> what are the other pieces that you're missing that you might need? Yeah. That's why it's important for the manifestor to inform because there may be better ways, you know? Yeah. And and I do think that informing is really important because um, now that I'm older and I'm trying to like figure out what I want to do career-wise exactly, I'm like, oh, well, I wish I would have known this, this, and this, and this. And people are like, well, we tried to tell you, but you didn't really want to hear it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think the informing thing really works. Or people that you need to inform like there's some people you need to inform and some people you don't need to inform so figure out who it is that you need to talk to about certain things and I find that I talk to certain people about certain topics and I don't talk to everyone about everything because it's just not it just either like slows me down or I get frustrated so yeah the informing thing is really important I love that I love to see the energetics like at play and hear the experience you know because even though like there are x many manifestors or generators or whatever, like everyone's going to have their own individual experience. So it's kind of fun to hear how everybody interacts in their own way. Yeah. With generators, I notice that I'm like around a lot of generators and I used to like want to make them do things when I was younger, like, and that's where it goes to the informing of like who needs to be informed on what, or now I pick my activities based on like the people I know I'm going to be doing those activities with because I used to want people to do like more with me. I'm like, why can't we just do this? And generators are like a hard no, like no, no. <laughs> um, 
And so now I'm like, okay, well, I can do this stuff with you or this friend I can, I can, I don't have to make any plans. We can just go or this friend needs like a little bit more information. Um, so yeah, oh, that's been really helpful. Yeah. What do you do for work right now? I'm still trying to figure out what I want yeah. to do. Like, <laughs> Aren't <too>. we all? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> I think I've been clo- moving closer to what exactly I do want to do because I was in school for clinical mental health counseling and I was my energy work I was like really heavy into my energy work and then I just dropped my friends were like I think you're just overwhelmed like just drop it all and then figure it out and that was not good that was not good for me but I do find that I do want to go back into like the clinical mental health counseling Mm -hmm. Um, and I do still like prioritize my energy work but I'm just taking like a different approach to it so what what do you do for energy work what does that look like basically people come in and I, I like to do it like in threes. So it's like people will come in, they'll kind of share what they're going, what's going on with them. Or And the cool thing about energy work is sometimes you think this is what's going on with you. And then we get into the muscle testing and the body will tell us exactly what's going on with it. That's why it can be kind of confusing because people want to come in and work on this. And then the body tells me, well, it's either like not ready to handle that, or we actually have to approach, kind of touch on this before we can even get to that. So you come in and kind of talk about what's going on with you, what you want to work on. And then we get into the muscle testing um, to figure out what's like, what's off, what's not off, what's aligned, what's not aligned. And then we go into the body work part, which is where we start doing the corrections. And then we have a closing and I just kind of go over like what happened in the session, what, what came up. And then I will either, if something's not holding, that's when I'll assign like um, a correction, some love work, or we'll just kind of close out the session and just talk about how that person fell or what they experienced. I'd like to hear what people felt or what was coming up for them. Can you think of any examples? We mean without giving people's personal information away, but any fun examples that you've come across where you've been able to really tap into something that you were able to help them move through or heal? Yeah, I've seen some really cool stuff. I had one lady, she had elbows, a tennis elbow. I helped her. We worked through that. The pain was gone. Yeah, that is cool. It is. It's interesting too, because like you're saying the tennis elbow. So like sometimes these will present as like a physical manifestation of like pain in the body. Yes. And then what kind of prompts them to seek energetic care? Could you say? Um, Kind of going back to like the network thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a lot of word of mouth. People like have experienced and they're like, oh, I want to like send my friend to you. Um, or I, I talked to this person about it and they're really interested and they want to they want to come, um, they want to come and try it too. So it's just been a lot of word of mouth. That makes sense. And also I have, so there's a daily energy routine um, and you can do the whole thing. It takes like five to 15 minutes or like you can pick out pieces of it that like resonate more with you. Um, so I can share this. If you don't want to do the whole thing, you can kind of go and pinpoint or figure out what's like going on with you. And you can just start doing that one like small exercise. Oh yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. And what I love about it too, is you can modify it. So not everyone is depending on like their range of motion, depending on their illness, they can basically like modify to, they can do a sitting, they can do a standing. So there's like different ways to approach it too, which I, I really, it's really accommodating. Is it a physical exercise or like a thought exercise? It's a more physical. Okay. Yeah. Give us cool. an example of one. Celtic weave. And that's for the aura. To do what for the aura? To strengthen it or to correct any, like your aura can be attached. Um, it can, if in, sometimes it can be detached. So your aura can be like feet away from you. Um, yeah, it can have holes. So sometimes it can be attached, but it can have holes or it can have tears or it can have leaks. And if you have pain somewhere in the body, you most likely have like a hole or a tear in that area as well. Hmm. Maureen, you have any pain in your body? Do we think we have a tear somewhere in your aura? Yeah. My ankle has been sore for a long time. Really? Yeah. What you can do is you can do um, like figure eights or like if you do nothing else and you never hear about energy work again, or you never want to hear about it again, the one thing that I do is figure eights and you Mm -hmm. can do it above. um, You can either rub on the area or you can rub in the aura itself and you can just like weave over it and that will actually help heal. Um, that, or you can like pull, sometimes it means there's energy stuck there. So you can like rub, 
rub the figure eights on, let's say this is your ankle and you can like pull it off your, you always want to pull energy like off the body, okay. like really like off the body. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. How about you, Fiona? Do you have any aches and pains? Um, not at the current moment. Sometimes okay. my lower back, I get like pain. I feel like when I woke up, but it may have just been from a workout that I was doing because like okay. my body's still getting bred, getting used to not like standing all the time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like we're just in an adjustment period. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was something we learned in Reiki too. It's like always pulling that energy out and like that work energy because that's Reiki essentially works all in the aura as well mm-hmm. I've had some Reiki done on me and people ask like oh is it like Reiki and I'm like it's similar it's it's, similar. it is similar we just go we dive like deep into like the specific mm-hmm. ailment and we can work we can like dive so aura is like up here and yeah. we can go like straight down into like the specific point yeah mm. yeah that makes sense I want to ask how y'all got into this if you if you don't mind me asking Sure. You want to answer, Mel? Sure. I'm throwing it to you. Of course. We don't mind answering. Well, Fiona and I worked together doing hair and makeup at ESPN for many years. And anytime, like when you're doing makeup for TV, there's a couple of minutes of really busy work. And then there's hours and hours of waiting in between touch-ups and stuff. And we always found during those quiet times, we would be looking up our human design or learning about Ayurveda or reading our horoscopes. And so we've always kind of found this whole energy world interesting. And it was about almost a year ago now, we were just having dinner and got into this big debate over laziness and whether or not it was inherent or productive or if it should just be obsolete. And Fiona said, you know, I would do a podcast again, but I would want it to be with someone. And I said, okay, I'll do a podcast with you. And then (laughs) we went on to debate this whole topic for an hour. And I was like, I think we're going to be able to talk for a while on this. This is going to be good. (laughs) And of course, when it was like, what is it going to be about? And like all the things that we are always curious about. So Mm -hmm. here we are. Now we get to talk to so many cool people that have all these like miraculous modalities they're working in. So it's been really fun. Yeah. I wonder if that's something you've seen in your um, practice as well. It's like, you know, especially learning about human design and the different energy types, like seeing that not everybody has consistent, consistent access to that sacral force energy. Like, do you Mm -hmm. find that people have a lot of shame around being lazy or resting? Yes. I find that people really do, especially in Albanian culture, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where there's a lot of pressure to like succeed or always be on or like always be doing something. And um, one thing that I really like as a, I guess, from a practitioner standpoint, one thing that I really like about this modality in the Eden energy specifically is that we go into elements as well. So the, the five elements and year three is all about finding what kind of practitioner you are and they really encourage you to figure out like your work cycles and how you work even in a session um so like we know that waters are a little bit more flowy um and I get more into my water when I am practicing and so I find that I go over my session time but I get to really tap into the person's energy so I don't really mind it but it's really cool because they encourage you to figure out like your type and how you even approach um, your practice and your sessions. And so being like the on and off stage and how to schedule. And so I really, mm. I really, cause it's like similar to human design, but just like a different like vocabulary. It reminds me a little of, um, I studied a bit of Feng Shui too. So I remember learning a lot about the elements in that because there were different things of like, if you inherently are like very water you want certain things around in your office per se if like if that's somewhere you need to focus like you don't want to put more water because then it's like you're just yeah, too all- flowy like you need a little structure mm-hmm. and I always found that to be really fascinating and then I always like my brain goes back to astrology of like okay well even like the signs are all made of of the elements so like how much of those things are reflected in our astrology chart a lot a lot so much, right? want to tap into that. Uh, yeah. Like I'm in, so 
where I get kind of um, confused about myself too. So I'm like fire and water. So mm-hmm. I'm like two really strong opposing elements and mm-hmm. I'm in Aries in tropical and most areas are ruled by Mars, but all my Mars stuff like is in water placement. So I'm ruled by cancer. Mm-hmm. So I come off as like a water sign. I work like a water sign. And so I like, it's, I've been using my, so with like my ADHD stuff, my bullet journal has been really coming in handy because I get to see my patterns too and where I want to work on, like not being as lazy and where I'm like, okay, no, here I'm just, I'm just being lazy here, but this is actually just like more of my natural state. So that's been really helpful as well. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And then I always go back like to my energy work. Anytime I feel like off or I'm like lost with anything, I'm like, energy work I always go straight to my energy work I pick like a grounding practice or like and that's why I really love it because there's like something in the energy work for everything there's like there's like an answer in my books for like everything and I'm like okay I love this (laughs) as manifestors I feel like one of the things we've talked about sometimes is that they often have a challenge with figuring out how to cope with their emotional wave how do you deal with your emotions when they come up? So lately I've been breathing. I just breathe a lot. Um, but I do, as I mentioned, I go back to my energy work. And so one of the best things for emotional, especially if you're a water sign, is you're going to hold the front and like the back of your head. This is like really good for water signs. So I'll do this a lot and I'll breathe through until like you will feel the sh- like the shift in your body, either through the breath or you'll feel like everything just kind of like calm you'll feel like a change in your state so you just hold the front and the back so she's got her hand on her forehead and then lower back of her head that's pretty cool it is it's a a really good one too and I like to do it at night or like in the moment or I'll go in the bathroom but if I if I'm like somewhere where I and I just I kind of like dropping the whole like weird thing because I'm like this is kind of weird if you just hold this in public but I'm like you know what I don't care anymore. I'm just, <laughs> I to. Um, I, it took me a while to like, and I'm still like at work sometimes too. I'm like, I really want to hold this point, but how is it going to like come across? But as a manifester, they say you're supposed to just like, just do it and yeah. just, oh, it'll be okay. So this is like the main one that I, I like to go to. And I'm trying to create a habit for that too, because I can get ungrounded very quickly. So this brings me back like emotionally. Um, yeah. Well, water signs, it makes sense that you're really into like, um, like the psychology and things like that too, because that's all mm-hmm. ruled by water, like the depths, like we just like to uncover all the things. Mm-hmm. And especially with cancer, it's like a lot of emotional, wow. you know, whereas like a Scorpio, like a, I have a lot of Scorpio, although I'm a cancer moon. So I'm a Scorpio rising in the cancer moon. Okay. How do you and feel? About that? That's a lot of water. It's so much water. I'm like air or water. So I'm either way down in the pits of whatever, or I'm in the clouds. and then there's my husband with my tether and he's like hey come back I'm like okay whatever (laughs) guess I will um (laughs) it just depends on the day I feel like I for people who have been listening I've been working on learning to even name my emotions because I'd suppress them for so long so like my cancer moon is really we're working on her um this podcast is really fun for my Scorpio side. Cause I get to tap into a lot of these like really taboo topics or things that are like not really talked about, but they're so deep and like so juicy. So we get to really uncover a lot, which I love. And then my air sign, I just get to talk and I love that too. That's really cool. You're finding, you're finding the thing that works kind of like for your, your, your major. Yeah. Like- yeah yeah it's definitely been a work in progress for sure and like the more I learn about myself the more I'm like oh this makes sense you know I love that I love when I read something I'm like that makes so much sense (laughs) so how you mentioned your husband was like your tether my my morning has to be more structured and so that's kind of like my tether oh that was gonna be my next question do you have a morning routine that you do I'm trying to adjust my morning routine right now. I'm okay. trying to see what really works for me. And with my, I've been bullet journaling. That's just kind of like where I've been trying to figure myself out. Sorry, what is the journaling? The bullet journaling. What does that mean? Like you're just writing bullet points? No. So it's oh. like, it's a grid. Oh yeah. With the little dots. Okay. And so I've been doing month to month. Um, So I'll start off my month with like, I just started my November 
and I have my gratitude journal in here. And then I will also put in like the habits that I want. And like I have my vision board in here and then I will go back. And so like every month I'm seeing like what's really working for me and what's not working Mm. for me. And so I'm trying to adjust my morning. And this is like the one thing that's been like my stable like thing in the morning that and like a little bit of breath work. I don't know if y'all have heard of the savers method. Mm-mm. Okay, it's like um, it's saver. So you will it's silence, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, reading, and then scribing. So my silence is like my breathing. I'll do my affirmations. I've been struggling on the visualizations part, so I'm trying to figure that out. And then my exercise, I'll do my. I'm starting to do my daily morning routine again with my energy work. And then um, reading, I'll read either something that I have to like, something that I want to remember, like, I'm really into like astrology, human design. So I'm trying to read like things that actually get me excited. And then I will scribe and my scribing is my bullet journal. So I'll like put what I have to do for the day, what I want to work on. I'll just like read through my bullet journal, figure out like my patterns, times in like the psychology part. So trying to just like figure myself out. That's cool. I know I've heard a lot of like I've tried to do in the past the artist's way where you just do morning pages and it's like write whatever for three pages, <laughs> but it's never something you can go back to and like really yeah. even know what you're talking about. So <laughs> this sounds like an interesting way to have it be more structured and like set a goal and track your progress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even even if it's just to journal, like some people like you can literally use it for anything. You can add your budget in there. You can add your like food log in there. I've been doing my sleep log lately because of my sleeping has been off. And so once I get that down, I'll go back into my energy work. Yeah. That's interesting. That's cool. I haven't um, heard of that before, but it makes sense. I don't know. I like that there's like a little structure to it and it's like mm-hmm. these little things to touch on. That's kind of nice. I mean, you said you're trying to figure out what you want to do, but it sounds like the work that you're doing is really aligned with you. It sounds intuitive and detailed and awesome. Well, I knew I knew that I, when I first started, I started both of these programs at the same time. Mm. And now that I'm like actually getting like sessions done for myself and I'm like talking to people in the field, it's like, you don't have to choose energy work or like counseling but you do have to be focused on one more than the other mm-hmm. and so oh, I think that's where I kind of got lost yeah it's like it what did. you were saying when we were first started talking it's like you kind of have to learn all the languages to figure out which one makes sense to you mm-hmm. and which one you know feels like the best fit yeah and also just like time like it's a journey you know just healing in general is a journey so like taking it step by step and not feeling like you have to rush to get to a certain destination um, I think it's part of it as well. Yeah, I definitely think I was rushing in the beginning. So I'm like, I have to have it figured out. And then I really like sat down, like I ground. I was like, no, this stuff takes time. Sometimes it can take years. Um, mm-hmm. And then applying the manifester, the human design stuff and like my day to day, my bullet journal that helped me get like a lot more like grounded and like mm-hmm. realistic as a, as a manifester, like more realistic about how much time it's going to take or how it's going to look and how I don't know exactly how it's going to look. Cause that like kind of freaked me out a lot too. Like not knowing exactly what my path, I thought I had one path exactly figured out and then I strayed and then I freaked out and then I came back in and I'm like, okay, now we have to kind of like restart everything. So it's like the small, the small steps, small changes. Mm-hmm. That manifestors don't always, well, I know I don't always want to hear sometimes, but it's <laughs> me neither. I'm patient when I'm like dealing with people who are annoying, but if it's like getting something that I want to happen, I'm not patient at all. I'm getting better, but yeah. In these sessions, you have to have a lot of patience because Mm -hmm. you have to wait for like points to sync up. You have to basically what you're looking for when, when we mean the corrections is we'll correct everything kind of has like a, like a solution kind of, it just, the, the, depending on the time. And that's why I go over in my session sometimes, because basically it's like a a beat and you're looking for the beat to be matched on both sides. And so it takes a lot of patience to be able to hold the points and feel it and stay focused um, before shifting to another um, area. So definitely the patience is, is something that the energy work has helped me with a lot. Mm -hmm. It's so true. I think, I feel like that ties back into just having trust in it like if you know where you're going it's easier to 
you know, take a long drive to get there as opposed to feeling like nothing's happening, you know, where are we? So that's cool as you've done it more. I'm sure that's helped to kind of like build the trust that you are headed in the right direction and the, you'll find the beat. And then we're going to try that figure eight and the crisscross thing. Oh yeah. We'll, We'll include a link to that. I think that sounds really cool. And that'd be a fun thing for people to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I'll share the, um, the, just the energy routine. And if anyone yeah. wants to try it, we love that. That sounds awesome. Awesome. We'll be so excited to see where this all takes you. I think it's going to be a really exciting path. I think yeah, so me too. I love it. Thanks so much for coming to talk to us today. Well, thank you for having me today. This is yeah. really Anytime. This was fun. Thank you so much. Thank y'all. Y'all have a wonderful day. Yeah, you, you too. too. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. A little grouchy. Oh, why are you grouchy? Tell us what happened. You need to vent? No, I was trying to figure it out. I mean, Maggie and Adam were kind of like butting heads last night, but they'll be fine. But I think actually I have like a low level grouchiness because there's so much holiday stuff happening right Mm. now. And it's like making me anxious. It comes so fast. I'm like, okay, it just turned November. And now I'm like, everyone to stop. Oh, shit. Like, am I, I feel like I'm already behind. And like, Mm. we haven't even had Thanksgiving. I know. John just said to me, he's like, can we start our Christmas shopping? And I was like, oh, like right now we don't even know we're buying for because we always do a secret Santa with like his side of the family. I mean, I know like the kids I'm buying for and stuff. That's pretty easy. And I did buy one thing. (sighs) Yeah. I'm like, and I like, I like decorating. I like all the food, although maybe that's contributing to my grumpiness because I'm not going to eat a lot of the foods this year. I don't know. I made, I've been experimenting with some gluten-free recipes. So gluten-free and dairy-free. Dairy-free is so hard. I haven't tried like butter alternatives yet. Right. Yeah. Have you had that pumpkin bread? Did it have butter? I didn't put any in. Oh, I don't Looks know if like it came in it, but it was think. a mix. Hmm. I mean, so, I know they make, I mean, you could use coconut oil, but like, how do you make frosting? That's dairy free. Although I did buy some well, heavy cream sugar. that was dairy free. Oh yeah. Well, buttercream frosting is sugar plus a lot of butter. Yeah, that's Cream true. cheese frosting is sugar plus a lot of grape cheese. <laughs> yes. So I can like, do like Oreos. Glaze. Oreos don't have any <laughs> okay, dairy no. in them. But that what do mi- they have? Right. It's just like, okay, are you cutting out these big allergens and then putting in garbage chemicals instead? That yeah. seems to kind of defeat the purpose too. I know. That's why I don't do a lot of like the <sighs> cookies yeah. and crackers. I try and make it well, myself. But I decided I was actually talking to um, one of my friends at work and she doesn't do dairy or gluten. She's telling me all the tricks of like, which ones are the good foods and whatever. Mm. And I was like, I need to figure out how to make cardamom bread. Cause that's what we always have at Christmas. And she was like, I would just have the real cardamom bread. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't make like tons of it. Like just on the day. Like yeah. have once. And I was like, okay, there's something to be, I was like, moderation. You say, hmm. you say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've heard of this mythical thing. It's true. And I've noticed that too, like small doses doesn't really affect me. It's like a small dose every day will affect me. But if I have like once or once a week or twice a week, have a little bite of gluten or dairy, like I'm not going to die. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, so, so many theories. I know. We'll figure that part out. I'm like, how much holiday do I want to actually do? Maybe I need to Are do you hosting anything. I don't think so. Are your brothers coming to town? No. Oh, that sounds like that's making you a little grumpy too. (laughs) Yeah. And Maggie's dying to go to Kyle's for Christmas. Like she would be happy to just ditch me. I'm like, no. Oh, I know. It's so hard, Maureen. You haven't had them ditch you before. I know. Like my kids have been ditching me a long time. So I feel like I'm a little used to this teenager. Ditched. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. it was really hard in the beginning. I would get so sad. I was just like, okay. And I understood because on my side of the family, there's a, I have a lot of first cousins, but we're all adults. 
And now yeah. there's a wave of like second cousins, but they're all babies. Like the oldest is like eight, you know? So my kids yeah. fall like weirdly in the middle of those two age groups. Yeah. On their dad's side of the family. <laughs> now let's just play this out. This is very traditional Albanian. Okay. He's okay. one of eight. Wow. They all have kids. Most of their kids now have kids. And then my kids, so my kids are like that first cousin and all the second cousins are the same age because my ex is one of the youngest. So they have like 45 cousins. Their oh age. So yeah. when they go to like a, a family event, it is, they're having the time of their life. So yeah. anytime they'd be like, mom, you know, everyone's going to be in New Fairfield for Christmas. I'm like, I can't say no to that. Like, I right. know technically it's my holiday, but like, you're going to have so much fun. Like those are yeah. fun memories, you know? Yeah. So I've been getting ditched for a long time. <laughs> so you're an old pro. Well, I think it's I might really wait until hard. she can actually fly by herself. I feel like yeah. that might be a good cutting off point. Cause I don't really like, I don't need a huge, crazy, that doesn't I sound know. that fun to me. I know. And I was know. thinking maybe of doing a Friendsgiving this year. It's been oh, yeah. a while. I haven't I had love, one since I love since your old house. Since my old house. Yeah, I do. I, I do like it good friendsgiving mm -hmm. a little fam jam situation yes exactly yeah. if it's nice we put the fire pit out okay um all right we'll plan that how's that okay. cheer you up a little yeah that sounds good okay good. i think i'm just gonna maybe not do everything and yeah. not get stressed about it yeah so at the end of the day so last year it was so funny i was working in retail i was miserable because yeah. i was so tired and I really wasn't looking forward to the holidays at all. And I would say it was one of my better Christmases because my expectation was so low mm. that like we ended up just having so much fun on Christmas. I don't even really remember what we did, who we mm -hmm. hung out with. I don't remember the details. Yeah. I just remember I was like, damn, that was so much funner than I thought mm. it was going to be. And I was so happy about that. I will say I got almond milk. Latte okay. with a little peppermint mocha today. How is Starbucks that? in the Lovely. fun festive holiday cups, and it's so tasty. Yum! Yeah. I love my go-to Starbucks latte order is um, cinnamon dolce with a little mocha. Ooh, that sounds mm -hmm. too sweet. Yeah, you would hate you like it. it. Pretty it's sweet. sweet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just... I mean, I don't do like four. Sometimes they're like four pumps of each. I'm like, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> like what? A diabetes in a cup? Cool. I was like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> like, thank you for asking before you made it. But yeah, oh, yeah, really I good. just do one pump. That's plenty. Yeah, you're, you're good about that. Yeah. Okay, today we're recapping our chat with your sweet little cousin, Asime. Yes, she's oh. so sweet. I love her. Yeah. Um, you know what I found really interesting about this episode was or this interview I should say is that she was very open about like she's very into the energy work the healing all of that kind of stuff but she's also acknowledging that she needs to kind of like pull back I resonated with that so much because I feel like I did that I've, I went like deep dive when I got my you know Reiki certification all of that and I was like so heavy into it and then I was like I need a minute mm -hmm. you know and I kind of like closed up shop mm -hmm. and dove back into just like working in life and whatever. And now I'm like, okay, I'm ready again. I just resonate a lot with it. I don't know if it's like a two line thing or just my experience. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. Yeah. It, she seemed pretty good about being self-aware. Mm -hmm. Like what she's working on, what's working, what's not. And just kind of curious about things. So yeah. it was a cool perspective. Yeah. And she talked a lot about her morning routine too, which I am yeah. reassessing my morning routine since I'm like home now. Oh yeah. How's that going? Okay. Update. <laughs> okay. So I quit my job right. October 11th. It is now November 2nd. Yeah. I just full steam ahead. Remember I was like, oh, I'm going to take yes. a week and lay in my bed. Yes. Yeah, right. We discussed no. this because I was like, yo, remember how you were going to sleep for a week and now you're just like still doing all the things, but just not at work. <laughs> all the things I did not stop. So mm -hmm. then this week come Monday, well, actually Sunday night, we were supposed to go down to Rhode Island, me and a couple of other friends we were supposed to mm -hmm. meet up and spend the day. And Devin was pretty sick. 
and she was starting to feel better, but she just wanted mom. So it was like, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to cancel on this. Like whatever. Well, I kind of looked at my calendar and I had a little moment of panic. I was like, I don't have anything scheduled this week. Mm. Like, oh my goodness. And there was this feeling of like, oh, I'm not moving forward. I'm not like achieving things that I wanted to achieve if I'm taking a week to do nothing. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, how silly. I was like, look at me just kind of perpetuating this pattern of like busyness right. and, you know, <laughs> scheduling and whatever. So I've had a week of just kind of like me and Devin hanging out. Yesterday, I went and picked the boys up. We went to my mom's and just like had dinner and hung out. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's just like a very chill, even like today, Thursday is usually her gymnastics day. And John was like, oh, are you going to bring her? And I was like, well, she's still kind of sick. Like, I think we should maybe keep her home. He was like, oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> like she's not sick, but she's got a lot of boogers. Mm. And like, Yeah. And we, you know, when she was playing with the boys yesterday, they're running around, like running just triggered her to cough. And then she couldn't like stop coughing because mm -hmm. she's so mucusy. So I was like, mm, probably best to take another couple days. Yeah. I think by the weekend she'll be fine. But it was well, very interesting. Good timing since it just turned like freezing here too. So like Saturday, it was 80 degrees. I know. It was hot. And then we were having snowed. a heated debate this morning of whether or not there was snow or frost on the ground. I was like, Maggie, it is frost. <laughs> She's like, oh, Mom, it's snowed. There's white. <laughs> no, it snowed. Like in Prospect, it snowed. Oh, really? In Waterbury at my mom's house. Like we're just hanging out and all of a sudden the sky opens up and it starts hailing. Yeah, I did see the hail yesterday. That yeah, was crazy. Because the boys decided they like just ran out the front door, bare feet, just running <laughs> around the house. Then Devin cried because she wanted to go run barefoot up in the yard. And I was like, I don't know how to tell you that. I can't allow you to do this, but I'm sorry you can't do this. No. I mean, I did. <laughs> okay. And then I was like, when we go outside and we go to our car, we can run through the snow to our car with our shoes on. But then by the time we got to the car, it all melted because, oh, you uh... know, it was just like one of those quick ones. And then she just started sobbing because she's like, it she missed it. <laughs> real, real FOMO. Oh, I felt so bad, but she was really just tired. So she passed out. It was fine. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what Asime does next because it sounds like she's kind of trying to figure out how to merge all of her interests yeah. and talents and everything. So yeah. I think she's on a cool path. I think so too. I think it's just like the way forward for most people. We're seeing like a lot of professional people start to embrace things like human design or astrology or energy. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're seeing a lot of more like scientific studies showing that like the energetic body, like I found it so interesting, like the tennis elbow, mm -hmm. like a physical manifestation of something that's happening in your energetic body, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's also happening in your physical body, but I think that it's, it's worthwhile to look at both, look at it from both aspects. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But yeah, it goes back to what John was saying of how things will show up physically, even if they may come from more of an emotional stunted perspective. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You would have been so proud the other day I was at work and somebody's like, oh, do you want to hear your horoscope? I was like, for my sun sign. <laughs> I always listen to my rising sign. I was like, oh, they're like, what sign are you? I'm like, oh, I mean, Virgo, but like, that's such a limited perspective. <laughs> oh, oh. The I didn't share all that. I was just like, um, Virgo. And then I just listened to it. I was like, well, I mean, that really doesn't tell me much, but that's fine. I mean, I feel like I've done many astrology readings in the makeup room. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing inside. I'm like, I have to tell Fiona that oh, she's well. infiltrating me. <laughs> I know. I I took a little road trip this past week to DC to do some hair. And I was with Avery. And of course, I ended up doing a human design reading for her. And she was like laughing. She's like, wow, this is so accurate. She's pretty in alignment, I will say. What is she? She's generator. Sacral, pure sacral generator. She's a one three. So it was really funny to see a one, three in action because they're so investigative, investigative. I said that weird. Um, yeah. Cause like the next, the, we, you know, she was like, okay, so I 
I scoped out the parking situation. We can park here and da, da, da. And I was like, oh my God, I would have never thought to do that. And I was like, oh, that's such a one, three thing, mm. you know, just like having all the info. Oh, wait, what? So what is your morning routine right now? Oh, well, this is what I've been realizing was first couple of days. I let myself just like sleep in, take a nice little morning. And then I realized that like, I do prefer to wake up early, have a little time to like get my own things done, whatever mm -hmm. they may be. Cause it's like that feeling of satisfaction. Yeah. Like, so the other day I woke up later with Devin, whatever we just, you know, and then once she's awake, like she just requires full attention. She's not a kid who likes to play by herself. Mm -hmm. She just wants me or John playing with her at all times. And she makes it very known. Mm -hmm. Um, so by midday, I was just like in a funk and I was like, I need to go work out. I just need something to feel like satisfied. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think just regardless of what it is, is like giving myself a little bit of time before the rest of the house is awake to mm -hmm. just do whatever I need to do by myself. Yeah. I like that quiet part of the day in the morning. Oh, love it. Um, it also feels good to sleep in, see my struggle here. And I think it's okay once in a while to sleep in. Well, like, do you have to set your alarm sleep. to wake up early? Um, Lately, because I've been staying up way too late. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I feel like I just wake up early and then I'm like, oh, try to stay asleep. And then <laughs> I messed up. Who cares? Yeah. But if I go to bed at like, John and I were up to like one in the morning, just being stupid. Yeah. I know. So then, yeah, I do have to send an alarm because I will not wake up. I'll sleep true. till like eight. Can we talk about how I scared him? <laughs> yes. so good tell that story okay so I'm I'm getting Devin ready for bed and he turns on this interview I think I've told you about the Gaia TV before right mm -mm. okay so Gaia TV is like an app and it's just like it's all different interviews and and document documentaries about different spiritual topics. And we have this one show we love with Regina Meredith, who is an interviewer and she interviews all sorts of different people. So on her show, she had this woman, um, I forget her name, but she was one of the family members who lived in the home that the conjuring was based on like the movie, the conjuring, yeah. which I watched a trailer and I was like, Oh, I could, <laughs> I'm terrified. Yeah. Um, so John's like, ooh, this is so interesting. He's watched The Conjuring before and he decides he's going to watch this interview. And it's pretty it's pretty intense. Like it's just two ladies talking, but the subject matter is pretty intense because she's talking about these crazy spirits and all these things that happened to her when she was a child. Like it was just wild. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, whatever, you have fun. I'm going to take Devin. We're going to bed, like whatever. So then I'm laying with her in bed and I get this brilliant idea. I was like, ooh. We have the Sono speakers downstairs. Wouldn't it be funny if I just like played some like really creepy music down yeah. in the living room when no one else is down there, but John watching this really intense show. <laughs> Did he freak out? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I was like, oh, I'll do it in the room in case like, cause in order to like play music, a different song on a different speaker you have to like turn off the music so I turned Devin's music off I was like I'll stay in here in case she wakes up couldn't stay in the room I was giggling too much so then I step out into the hallway and I can't hear the music but I do hear that the tv is off and it's like dead silent <laughs> so now I'm just like I'm hysterical so I go downstairs and I'm just giggling and he's like oh thank god <laughs> like his face was he was just like terrified he's like you're fucking asshole. <laughs> you said what he said i was an asshole he was like oh. <laughs> i literally he's like it was so, he's like you couldn't have timed it better like she was just talking about how when they were little kids and there was this one spirit who was a child and it's you come out and play with them and it would be huh. looking over its shoulder. Like you could tell it was crying. It was so afraid of all the other entities, but it would be there and it would be playing with us and da da da. So the song that I had played was just like creepy um, children laughing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it started off like the ambient music we kind of play for Devin. So it was just, he, at first he was like, oh, she probably just like synced the two speakers. Yeah. And then it was like, <laughs> That is he great. Was so scared. It was so funny. I was laughing so hard. I was like, this is 
Probably my top prank of all time. Yeah, that's a really good one. That does bring me to my next recap point I wanted to make, Okay, which was in our spooky episode. You were asking me in our recap, like, did I, I must have, why do I have this irrational fear of ghosts? Like something must have happened to me in a past life or something. Mm. And it made me think that it is not irrational. Ghosts are scary. So... (laughs) You can't even watch the movie about them. I don't think this is some deep-seated okay, like this... past life trauma. Okay, but this listen. is like a legitimate and rational fear. Okay, yes, okay. you're right. I okay. shouldn't say that it's <laughs> irrational. Right. <laughs> and I think too, like the type of ghosts that we're talking about in the conjuring. Yeah. versus being a medium and speaking to someone's granny on the other side are two different things. Okay. That's because true. Let me tell you about this <laughs> conjuring house. Okay. Yeah. This lady was saying that it was essentially the home itself was a portal. Mm. And that's why there were so many different entities. And that's why they were so like Maleficent. So there was like 20 different. <laughs> <laughs> Not Maleficent. (laughs) Malicious. No, John was saying, hang on. Maleficent is the character from Sleeping Beauty. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Malicious. Malicious? Okay, that was the word that John was using. And I thought it was a character, but he continued to use it. So I was like, maybe they were talking about it in the show. Whatever. Okay. Malice. They were not nice. No. Some of them were That's where her name comes from. Some of the spirits (laughs) were friends with the children (laughs) in the house. They played together. They had great memories. And then some were straight up evil. He was telling me all sorts of stuff. I was like, this shit sounds crazy as hell, but also scary. I don't, but it was interesting. Kind of brought me back to um, what Tiffany was saying in our spooky episode about like, is the person haunted? Is the house haunted? Yeah. And the conjuring, the movie was based on, because they, do you you know, the Warrens? I've heard of that name. Yeah. Aren't they in Connecticut? Yeah. They've been in Connecticut many times. I saw them when I was in high school. They would do like these live shows and they would talk about the different things that they, because they were like witch ghost hunters essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie was based on the Warren's recollection of being at this house and trying to get rid of the spirits or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> okay. Speaking of bad omens. Okay. You know how you think that birds are signs? Yeah. So Maggie and I walked out to my car the other morning. And she was like, Mom, there was a dead bird stuck in the oh. front grill of my car. Oh, no. I didn't even I hit him. And oh, no. We both jumped. And I was like, what do I do? But. <laughs> That was a lot of feathers. So do you think that is a good sign or bad sign? I mean, <laughs> sometimes birds just die, unfortunately. Okay, not a sign. I don't think neutral. that would be a sign. It would just be new. It would just, because like at work a few weeks ago, there was just a dead bird right outside the front door. I mean, it's have like ominous. flown into the yeah <laughs> flown into the window and then just you know died yeah or something i don't know how do birds die i'm sure there could be collision deaths yeah <laughs> i felt bad that is pretty sorry. sad sorry little guy i'm like well i got a lot of feathers here i know all right what other updates do you have oh then our last thing is we've been getting signups for our book club yes we're starting that. Yep. I'm going to send an email this week with. Okay. Um, we're going to announce the book. We're going to announce the book. So yes, definitely join if you haven't joined. And also no pressure. Some people are like, oh, I don't really like to read or like whatever. We're not going to get in trouble. 
we encourage you to read the book because they're going to be good books, but it's just really fun to get together. I think this one, the audiobook should be really good too, because mm. I usually prefer to listen. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Do you have any other follow-ups? Not that I can think of. Okay. Um, well, then we'll just remind people again, if you could share this with a friend that will help our little show grow and we appreciate it. And- Absolutely. Join the book club and also uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram. Be doing some journal prompts on there, maybe some Q and A's like maybe on Fridays or for the weekend, we can do some questions about like episodes or any random questions you guys have. Uh, yeah. Instagram seems like a good place to be in touch with people. So mm, Yeah. It'd be Uh, fun. All right. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.